This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays. Except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays because Wing Tuesdays are half-priced Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-priced Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void or prohibited. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss. From Rotowire, along with Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports, and we are handicapping the Super Bowl, among other things. And uh, Dalton, do you ever listen to uh, the Beating the Book podcast? It has nothing to do with my column, Beating the Book, but it's this guy, Gil Alexander. Have you ever heard of that podcast? Okay, so no, I had not, but I bookmarked it because you recommended it on Twitter. I, 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 so whatever the latest episode was, I bookmarked it just solely because you told me to. Ah, that's, that's nice to see your faith in my recommendations, but you haven't listened to it yet. Not yet, no. Okay, well worth a listen. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's funny. It's good. Guys, pretty good. Like they're pretty good. They have like legit, uh, way better than our podcast. You know, I mean, they don't have the, they don't go all out with the political stuff like like we do or, or like I do. Or, uh, you know, no <laughs> one's, no one's, pol- we have a low bar to cl- they have a low bar to clear. Yeah. It's a low bar to clear, but there's no, like, um, you know, no one's destroying their own carpet with Drano infused water, but it is a good podcast. So I would recommend it. Um, anyway, cool. and I have no relation he doesn't even know who I am that dude. Uh, so there's no, I don't benefit from recommending it whatsoever. Um, okay. A couple things. Um, let Let's talk about the game right away. Let's get the game out of the way, okay? okay. Because I, I've, I was very wishy-washy last week and a half, and i got to write the column tomorrow. And I am very clear now what I'm going to do. But before I tell you what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask, what are you going to do? Uh, I've made the most significant bet of my entire life already. It's already in. It's done. <laughs> Dude, I, you are Bye. sick. You've been losing like crazy. Having no oh. feel for this game, admittedly, and now you made the largest bet of your entire life to double down? Probably twice the amount of, of, of my, my next closest bet. Um, I've had a terrible year uh, betting, uh, both you know, just on our picks and on your side and, and just in general with money. So I'm going to go all in. Why not? You know, might as well be a fitting in to just lose this, you know, whatever. It's, it's only my child's college funds, stuff like that. And I mean, you know, it's awful. Just go for Bernie. College will be free. You know, I mean, why do we even, why would you even worry about that? Well, of course I'm voting for Bernie, but what, what is up with six coin tosses? 
all going Hillary's way. I, I mean, we, we'll get into that later. But yeah, I mean, we'll get how, how crazy is how crazy is that? But um, yeah. So I brought this up on the um, on the uh, XM show with you. But in case you know people didn't hear that, you realize that Carolina Panthers have allowed the same YPA as the Broncos this year, six point two, and had ten more interceptions and allowed a lower quarterback rating. And just eight fewer sacks. I know they're probably, you know, they, they benefited from uh, an offense that, that had a high time possession and Denver's defense had to deal with the most turnovers by their quarterback. So I get it's not all equal. And Carolina had a very, very easy schedule. But, man, the defense is pretty good. And I just can't see Peyton Manning putting up more than 13 points. Maybe I'm crazy. And, and stuff happens when when... when when teams that never really meet before, you know, in the Super Bowl, maybe it's going to be higher scoring than I expect. But I'm all in on the Panthers. Man, I I really don't think I think that's a big mistake, man. So you and I were both wishy washy, right? And now we both got clear, but we got clear in opposite directions. Oh, so, so you so you did look into it I'm more. Take, I'm taking Denver. Yeah, okay. I'm taking Denver. Right. But okay. but I'm I got a crazy hedge going. I got I got this idea, and I might do a double hedge, but I'll we'll get into that in a second. But, okay, so I looked into it, and uh, I was just kind of Googling. I was trying to figure out whether Denver was an all-time great defense or just the best or one of the best defenses this year. Because I think that makes a big difference, right? An all-time great defense, I I went through a lot of research a couple years ago, talked about it last week, uh, before the Seattle Super Bowl, which was also an all-time great defense. And they just do not get beat. They certainly do not get blown out, and they certainly do not uh, lose the cover. They always cover. Almost always. And Denver, remember, I mean, in Seattle, remember, was facing a Denver offense that was, like, super high octane on a completely perfect conditions field. I can't remember where the Super Bowl was two years ago, but it wasn't cold. Um, wasn't last year in New York? Last year was, like, actually in some weather conditions. Yeah, it ended up being the weather. It ended up being it was fine. Good, but, right. yeah, but, okay. I think the other one was Arizona, I think. Right, it was, like, Arizona or somewhere totally, you know, where weather wasn't an issue. Right, right. And they took the Denver offense that set every record. I mean, they set every all kinds of records. And they completely destroyed it. Think about that, right? That Seattle D totally murdered that offense. The one of the greatest offenses of all time. And it just really just drove home that when you have two weeks off and you get that defense that's rested, that's so good and they're fresh, man, it is just a bad it's bad for the team. And so I, I did some research, and I looked at it, and actually there's an ESPN Insider article, and I went in, and they are the fourth best defense since I think they started in the 90s or something. Certainly after the, they said the Bears are, you know, the 85. The, the number one was the 2002 Bucks, won the Super Bowl. They were underdogs. Number two was the 2008 Steelers, who actually got lit up by Kurt Warner, even though the Steelers actually won the Super Bowl, but it wasn't because of their defense. I mean, I guess James Harrison had that touchdown, but, you know, Larry Fitzgerald tore him up. Uh, and then the third best one, I can't remember what it was. Um, I, maybe it was Seattle 2013, actually. The fourth best one, I think, is Denver this year. According to, This is all DVOA. And the fifth best was uh, the Ravens in 2000. So you know, they have them in that top five. And the reason they're so high, even though you cited some stats that make them not even seem that much better than Carolina, is that Denver played an incredibly tough schedule for the defense. They played a lot of top offenses. Um, and so they not only did their own offense screw them continually, but they also played a very tough schedule for a defense, as opposed to Carolina, whose offense helped them and also played a cake schedule, a joke of a schedule. Uh, so I think there is actually quite a uh, disparity between the two defenses if you look at that. 
And, and and I will say in, in your defense also, Denver, they had like a like a five-game stretch in which they weren't dominant this year, and it had 100% to do with injuries. Right. When they're healthy, they're they're really, really good. And everybody's back. Chris Harris is back. Von right. Miller's healthy. All the guys that were banged up this year are healthy now. And so, I you know, Cam is great, but it, nobody does. Remember the Giants against Brady, peak Brady in 2007? How many points did they score? 17? So I think you're yeah, right. Justin Tuck is the, is the only player with multiple sacks and multiple Super Bowls. I didn't realize that. He retired today or yesterday, whatever. Oh. Did, you, did you know that? He's the only player with I multiple sacks. I didn't know sacks. that. I knew that he was awesome. And he should have. I had him at 50-1 to 1 to win MVP in the second Super Bowl because I thought maybe they'll do a makeup call. He should have won it in the first one. Right. And he right. had a legit case, and they, they still gave it to Eli. Right. 50 to 1, dude. Yeah, that's, I like 50 <laughs> bucks on that. That wasn't a joke. That, uh, that was a crazy – that was a good bet. But um, – Anyway, uh, so so real quick before we before we go further, um, have you seen this conspiracy theory about the the Brian Stork, the center on the uh, the Pats? No, what supposedly was, that? was totally just just tipping off the snap count bad. You mean like on purpose or by accident? Oh no 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 no! I don't mean like on purpose, but there's a, there's a lot of evidence that he was just totally lifting his head up, and he, it was he had bad. A, it was like a bad poker tell, really bad against the, in this last game against the Pats, like because, really well, Brady bad. Brady got sacked. sorry against the Brady gets rid of the ball quicker than anybody, and he got hit and sacked more than anybody all year, right? In any game, right. so as bad as the New England offensive line was, but think how great Brady is that they were knocking on the door against the best defense in the league, arguably according to the DVOA one of the top five defenses in the last 15 years on the road. And they almost made it anyway, you know, like even with them being tipped off the place. Right. Right. And yeah. I mean, Brady, it's just crazy. Like how badass he is, but Cam, you know, Cam is different. He, you know, we'll see how, how tough he is mentally when, you know, if, if there's some adversity, but certainly physically he's way better than Brady. I mean, he can do anything Brady can do plus so much more. It's also funny to try to talk about coaching because we, you know, we, we talked about this, you know, two weeks ago, and, you know, maybe Wade Phillips really is good. No, he's a good defensive coordinator. He always really has good. that. Yeah, and, and Belichick was, apparently didn't catch this this stork doing this. And, um, like, so Riverboat Ron is, like, you know, we, we considered one of the probably the five best coaches in the NFL. Do you know that he had not gone for a two-point conversion once this season and they have the best short yardage rushing team ever? I mean, or at least certainly in the past I mean, five years. It might have been largely circumstantial. Like, they, they just didn't need to. I mean, they were, you know. Eight, they're seventeen sure. to one. I mean, it's sure. like, sure. and the game they lost. I'm not sure that factored in. So it's hard to, it's hard to find too much fault. But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't respect Kubiak. He's way too cowardly. Definitely. But but when you're looking to cover the spread, sometimes that's good, right? And then two, not win, but cover. And then two, um, I don't know that the Broncos will win, but I think it may be sixteen, thirteen, Carolina. So here's what I'm going to do. Oh. Well, just real quick before to, to, to clarify, I, I, I was a, you can call me a wuss if you want, but I went money line. Oh, okay. So then you and I aren't that far apart at all now because here's what I think I'm going to do is put like, you know, a nickel on, on a nickel. You know what that means, right? I'm trying to, t- I'm trying to sound like I, I'm like a professional. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. $500. Okay. So I'm, I'm not saying exact, but let's say 500 bucks on Denver plus six and then 500 on Carolina money line. Okay, so here's mm. here's the deal. So there is a fifty percent chance I simply uh, break even, right? Because Denver covers, so there's no vig because I got the win, right? Denver covers five hundred, but uh, and we, sorry, Denver, sorry, let's go back. There is um, so there's there's three things basically that can happen, right? There's there's a chance that Carolina blows them out, in which case I win the money line. 
but lose the, the spread bet, right? So I'm going to win half. It's basically you're laying two to one on the money line. It's like minus 197 right now. So you're, so I, so I, I bet 500 in each and I lose 250 net, right? Cause I win 250, I lose 500. You got that? Got it. Well, actually I lose 550 because the VIG. So I lose 300 bucks, right? right. That's if Carolina blows them out. That's the worst thing that can happen. Uh, the other thing is Denver wins outright. Okay. And so, you know, Carolina covers is 50%. I lose 300 bucks. Denver wins outright is about, I'm going to say 33% based on the money line and uh, maybe a little higher. In that case, I break even, right? Because I lose my money line bet, but I cover the spread. Obviously, if Denver wins, I cover the spread. So there is like a 30, let's say 33% chance I break even, a 50% chance I lose half the money, you know, half of, you know, 300 basically. And there is a uh, 17% chance that I win both so that I get three to one, right? Right. I'm going to get three to, you know, three to one on the half that I'm risking. Right. I mean, I'm again, because of the vague, I'm risking a little more than half. So, you know, I would win 750. So I, I risk, I risk basically there's a 50% chance I lose, you know, 300, but there's a 17% chance I lose, I win 750 and there's a 50% chance I just break even. That's what I think I'm going to do. I know it sounds crazy, but I really think that that's just the Vegas odds, what the percentages are. I think the sweet spot is in that, is in that zone where Carolina wins by a small margin. Can you remember a Super Bowl jumping two points? Um, I think so. I think um, I, I, can't, I'm, I can't. You mean like, yeah, they move a little bit. I think there were some. I can't get. I, Man, I don't know. Two full points seems like a lot to me. But I mean, I'm not, sure it's, it's, the smallest, it's not the most important uh, yeah, exactly. you know, movement. But still, wow, two, two points means that they got it wrong. I mean, they got it wrong. Well, I mean, how could you not know? I, I thought it could be. It would be six or seven, and it was six. I right? thought it was seven or seven and a half. I no, totally for sure. Anyway, so that I mean, you think that's stupid? What I'm doing? I'm basically watching this game instead of trying to enjoy like an important uh, sporting event. I'm trying to put this in a small window of of margin uh, to win some money and breaking even if you know Denver wins and losing some money if Carolina wins. Right. Well, I'm, I mean, I can't blame you. I, I told you I went money line. The other, actually, so part my, my most, the biggest majority bet is money line. The other one I did, I never do this, but I teased um, the Panthers and the uh, and the under. So fifty one and a half points and the Panthers even is the other bet I did. So I did two bets. So fifty one. If, Panther, if the Panthers lose, you lose. I mean, that's it. You're oh, out. sure. Yes. If they lose, I lost both bets. But fifty one and a half points just seems extreme to me in this. Yeah, but defensive touchdowns. Peyton could cough up. The thing is, Peyton's, if they do cough up some defensive touchdowns, it's a blowout. But a blowout in this game, to me, looks like 31-3. to three. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't there look you like, go. Yeah, it doesn't look like 40-24, okay to 24, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'll be fine with that. If, if the Panthers went 31-3, to three, I'll, be, I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine with that. Yeah, I mean, look. And, okay, and then I was thinking of doing another hedge, which is get some crazy odds if, if Carolina wins by, like, 21. You know? Right, right. Because I was like. But again, it could easily get in that in that window where they they cover but win by less than he could win by fourteen easily, right? Yes. So I, I probably won't do the third hedge. But I, I just I just feel like it's going to be a close game. Carolina is the better team. Peyton sucks, um, but I I just I don't think he's going to get blown out again like he did against Seattle. What a sick, sad way to go if he gets destroyed like he did against Seattle yet again. I mean, just how like you're on the biggest stage in the world and you're just like the dude that gets annihilated that's your legacy 
No, I know. And you know, he's, he's perfectly right now, 500, his record in the postseason, in his career, right? It's exactly 500. And I was on Denver on that game, <laughs> Seattle game. And it was miserable. I think it was a safety, the first snap, the first snap. That was the greatest game. I bet that's the biggest bet I ever had. I had some alternative. I wanted to get bigger alternative lines, but I couldn't find them. I had one, which Seattle minus 10 and a half at three to one that cashed. I had Marshawn Lynch scoring the first touchdown that cashed. I had, um, I had, you know, obviously Seattle money line and Seattle points. I mean, it was just, it was great. That was a great day. It was, everyone was like, that was the worst Super Bowl ever. I was actually sick. I had the flu and I was sitting at home watching it with Heather's mom was kind of coming in and out. I don't know why she was there. And it was like the most enjoyable Super Bowl I've ever watched. Yeah, fair enough. Last year's was pretty cool too. I, I, I had a, actually had the Patriots last year. So I had the Patriots for a little bit last year, but that was a terrible Super Bowl. I saw this list, um, I think guy at USA Today or somewhere like that, did a list of, like, the greatest Super Bowls of all time. And, like, he had that one as, like, number two or three last year. That was garbage, man. First of all, they only got down there because Jermaine Curse got this lucky bounce on a deflected ball into his hand. Yeah, but that was a great play. Come it on. It was pure luck. It was just a crazy bounce. It wasn't even – it wasn't like he focused on the catch and tipped it to himself a la Lynn Swan. It was just, like, a random well, bounce. Is a Giants fan you're saying this? David Tyree he watched the cu- most incredible yeah. catches in the in yeah, but the, in David ever. Tyree and Manningham watched that ball all the way. The, those were great catches. Jermaine Kirsch just got the ball deflect right to him. It was it wasn't a great catch. It was a lucky catch. There's a difference. All right, all right. Did you think Michael Floyd's touchdown in the game against the Packers was a great catch? No, I did not. <laughs> no, it just somebody just got batted to him. That's what happened. He was on the ground and the ball got tipped right to him while he's lying there, and he caught it. And then obviously the end was so dumb. Yeah, it was a great play, but. I mean, the whole thing was so dumb, was so arbitrary. And I won 300 bucks. I was glad that that happened. But I was also thinking, like, how can Tom Brady, like, pump his fist and be like, yeah, we won this thing, when it's like, you didn't win shit. You just got lucky. Yeah, no, no, I understand. I understand. It was just yeah, a luck I mean, it, was, it was very it was, exciting. It was, it's just, the thing is, a Super Bowl, it's like, it's like so, so often, it just turns into blowouts. It's like, so if you get a good game, you're going to overrate it for sure. But, but I hear you. I hear what you're a saying. A close game is not a good game, right? I mean, like. I, I want the Super Bowl to be close, but one on skill. When the Steelers, the greatest Super Bowl in my mind, I mean, the Giants ones were great against the Patriots, but the greatest one was the Steelers beating the Cardinals because that, that Larry Fitzgerald torched the – that defense rated number one, by the way, in DVOA on their entire list, and they lit them up. And Larry Fitzgerald was, you know, Jerry Rice, and that was sick. And – you know, well, James they overcame Harrison, a 14-point swing, too. Yeah, on the James Harrison crazy garbage. That was just garbage, but it was a great play. And then, you know, and then Rossberg had to drive him down with no time left, and Santonio Holmes barely gets his toes in to win the Super Bowl. That was, to me, that was the greatest Super Bowl. The one, you know, the Pittsburgh-Dallas one in 1978 was pretty sick. I mean, there's some old-school ones, and obviously the Giants beating the undefeated Patriots on that Plaxico Burris play, and David Tyree was beyond sick, and I'm biased. But I think objectively... That Steelers Cardinals one I think was the best. It was really good. Yeah, no, no argument here. That was and really it wasn't bullshit. It was skill. You know, I mean, the, the Harrison thing was lucky. That was the first half. I mean, they, that that was a, an amazing game. Whereas, you know, this is I can't deal with the arbitrary crap. You know, the Giants beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. I was happy, but come on, a missed field goal. I wasn't like jumping for joy, being like, yeah, we did it. It's like, dude, missed a field goal. It's fifty fifty. Yeah, that was a pretty damn good Super Bowl. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. That was actually one of my first memories. Uh, I mean, that was that was where I was. I was like uh, eight or nine years old. That was really awesome. I mean, they were, they gave up a safety. They were down twelve to three. Had a backup quarterback. Yeah. Big underdogs. I mean, that was that was 
that Mark was, Ingram, who was later went to jail for some kind of I forget what he did, broke like five tackles on a catch. It was all I mean, there was so much stuff that happened. Was it Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker, right? Yeah, well he did something. I don't even remember the specifics. I just remember being well, I shouldn't even say, in an altered state of mind at the end, and then I kind of missed part of the end because this it's so depressing. But I was in college, I was in an altered state of mind, and this dude who was like in my room group, who was like this kind of depressive, like sad sack dude, saw some weird woman who was crazy, like not from college, just kind of get into our dorm. And he's like, hey, man, I think some woman just went in your room and walked out with your car keys. You know, and I'm like, first of all, trying to watch the Super Bowl, but second of all, in an altered state of mind. And third of all, like having to go deal with that. And I'm like, dude, why didn't you say something and tell her to put him down? He's like, I didn't know, man. I didn't know what to, he's just like one of these like ineffectual dudes. And so he just didn't deal with it. And so I remember like having to kind of half deal with that while my team was lining up on defense with the uh, game winning field goal on the line. Yeah. Well, Bill Belichick stopped the best, the K gun offense or whatever. That was just dominant. Well, they beat the bills 51. I mean, they beat the uh, Raiders who were 12 and four and pretty good that year. 51 to three in the, in the AFC title game. Am I crazy, or did Phil Sims get hurt in a matchup versus the Bills? I think he got hurt against the Bills. He got hurt in, like, week 10. Yeah. Something like that. And they were, like, 10-0. and 0. I mean, they yes, were, like— Yes, they were undefeated, right? And they got—I think they got boat raced and lost their quarterback for the season against the Bills, in which they beat in the rematch in the Super Bowl with Hostetler. Right. That's they, pretty— No, I think they yeah. lost—their first game they lost might have been to the Niners. They lost, like, 7 nothing to the Niners that year. And the Niners are who they beat, who were 14-2 and two going for the three-peat. I mean, the Giants, that season was so sick because not only did they back up QB, they lost to the Niners and they lost to the Bills in the regular season. Then they faced the Niners in San Francisco. John Taylor, I mean, it's bullshit, but John Taylor breaks one tackle on a short out and takes it like 80 yards for a touchdown. And the I'm Giants pretty sure Parcells called a fake punt and Roger Craig fumbled when they were running, yes. running the clock out. Yes. And Roger Craig fumbles. I mean, they were going to win if, if he doesn't fumble. LT causes the fumble. And Matt Barr hits a 49-yarder, which was – Back then, 49, you, know, you saw what happened with Norwood in the Super Bowl. 49 was not, was not what 49 is now. 49 was like 55 now. And he nailed it. And I just have memories because I watched that game in college in the campus center because I didn't have, you know, TV in my dorm. So I went to, like, the campus center, and it was, it was packed with people watching it. And my college is kind of douchey. It's a bunch of, like, nerdy, like, valedictorian type of dickheads from all over the country and just – a lot of losers, right? And so, basically, like they, they were all on the Niners bandwagon because it was like you know, it was it was Montana and Rice and all those guys. I think they crushed. Is that the game they crushed Montana and Steve oh, Young came I, in? He was, oh, he wouldn't have been able to play in the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Absolutely they crushed no. him and, and Young came in, but still, I mean, when you're back up Steve Young, it's pretty good. And they're just like so on the dick of the Niners. Like I just hated those people. This band. How many of them were from the Bay Area? Like probably one percent of the hundred people in there, right? And they're going, they're just cheering like crazy and being so annoying. And I'm getting more and more enraged because I'm like a legit Giants fan. I hadn't watched like every single game for the last 10 years at that point. And these annoying people are cheering. And I remember when he makes that field goal and looked bad most of the game. I just stood up and was like, I don't know what I said, but it was something like, that's what I fucking thought to all of them. You know, like, <laughs> that's what I fucking thought. You know, like screamed it. And they were like, who is this lunatic? You know, like this, this guy needs to settle down. Why like, can't I remember their tight end? That's bothering Brent me. Jones? No, no. The Giants tight end? Bavaro. Yes. Thank you. Mark Bavaro. Thank you. That's bothering me. Okay, yes. Bavaro, yes. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, no, that was a that was a great Super Bowl though. It really was. I mean, it's low scoring, whatever. And what did the two point conversion mattered then? Uh, I can't remember. I honestly, I don't remember the game that well for the two reasons I said. I mean, I remember the results. I remember, <laughs> yeah, fair I, remember I remember Mark Ingram breaking some tackles, and right. I should probably go watch it again. Um, but yeah, and I remember them being down twelve three at the half, and it just and just the Bills seeming like, but they beat the Niners in San Francisco, so I knew there was a chance. You know, I mean, that was. The Niners-Bills was like the showdown everyone wanted to see also. Oh, right. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what Montana everyone Montana against, you know, that peak Reed, Kelly, Thurman, Thomas would have been a sick Super Bowl. Well, yeah. Who wants to see a backup quarterback, too? Right. I mean, you but know. The D, when you have LT, it was a little late. It was late peak LT. It wasn't peak LT, but it was sort of still all pro-level LT and Leonard Marshall and those guys. And with Belichick being the defensive coordinator, it was still pretty good defense. I would say it's very good defense. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, enough reminiscing. Um, so you're going. Much, so we both. I, you know, I, I'm, I would say I'm going to make. I'm going to say it's going to be like 17 to 16 or 17 to 13, something like that. The Super Bowl. Well, 20 to 17, that. maybe 20 yeah, to 16. Are, yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm down with that for sure. That works for you. It works for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. We actually we both. If it's if it's under and close and Carolina wins, you and I both win. Exactly. All right. So it would be if it would be a, a, a departure from our our season, though, from what we've well, we, we picked. <laughs> oh, I've had a terrible season. The playoffs have been worse than the season. But um, I will say that um, I haven't been wrong about the Super Bowl since 2010. All right. Okay. Well. All right. All right. And I just think Denver. I, I just can't lay the wood with Carolina. I. I don't. I instinctively, I would think Carolina is going to crush them. But when I look into the defense and the history. And just the fact the public's all on Carolina. No, totally. That's I why just, I'm not. I, I just I just cannot see laying six with Carolina. I just think that's a that, that that's a sucker bet. They I, may cover, they may win, but I I won't do it. That's that's why I. Well, yeah, I want money line, and I really don't put it down. Couple. Don't dimes. worry about it. That's a that's a that's a, a rude dimes? question. That's a rude question. A couple dimes? No, it's not. Well, that's jinxing myself if I say that. It's, it's jinxing to say the amount. Yeah. Then just do the amount minus one when you actually make the bet. Uh, Fifteen hundred. Oh, that's not that crazy. I mean, it's a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's not crazy. <laughs> All right. I'm not. I'm not. Fifteen hundred. I was I'm just kidding about the name. I'm gonna bet like. I bet like. I'm not making bucks. I'm gonna give like, a fifty bucks on this. <laughs> what, what's wrong with you, dude? You need help? Is this a cry for help? <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I bet like it's, twenty bucks with my friends. That's it. I'm not. I'm betting, not betting more than that. <laughs> I know. Jesus yeah. Christ. All right. Go Panthers. Go Panthers. Yeah. All right. So, um, what by the way, gonna... I might be spending a lot more than that because my wife is still like, it's really entertaining us to go to this game. The, the, the tickets are so expensive. There's like terrorist threats. It might rain. This is insane. But she like really kind of wants to go. I mean, look, first of all, the terrorist threats. Ter- I mean, come on, man. That's just don't, you know, don't be cowardly. Secondly, um, don't go though. <laughs> I mean, the, the only reason I would go was because there was a terrorist threat just to go, but I wouldn't go because I wanted to go. I paid six grand and be like, "That's right, there was no terrorism." I paid six grand. No, yeah. I'm not. I would just not do it. Don't do it, man. Why don't you just bet six grand on it at home? Think about right. how much better. Right. What's right. more exciting, seeing it live or betting six grand at home? And it's a free roll. It's a free roll, man. No, that's a good point. And by the way, six grand would be nothing. I mean, if we're going to go, it'll be it'll. I mean, if we're not in the rafters, it'll cost nine for two seats. I mean, it's like forty five hundred for what, for I mean, an okay seat. I know you're an incredibly wealthy person, but I, I wouldn't yeah, do that, right. man. 
I know Yahoo's paying a lot these days. Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, um, yeah. That, yeah no. That, they need that's, to get you a raise. If they're not paying you enough to see the Super Bowl without any problem, you're not getting paid enough. It's absurd, the, the prices. That really is absurd. I mean, forty five hundred dollars for a for a for the for just a very okay seat. Here's I mean, what you do with the nine grand, okay? Six grand on the Super Bowl, and three grand on a head to head DFS lineup. <laughs> Dude, you'll be I, so I, entertained I at home. You'll be so into it. Do they on uh, one game? I don't think they allow it. Oh, oh, you can't do no, no, not in the Super Bowl. Do it for a, a hoops slate. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. No, That's I some, mean, there's hoops going on. I would do that, you know, because. You can do head-to-head a lot. Like, FanDuel has, like, a $10,000 one, you know, that you can do head-to-head. So what? You know, yeah, what are you? You're be a big underdog. You don't do much DFS hoops, but you might win. I do a little D. De- I mean, I, I have to write about it, so, I mean, I follow it en- enough. Yeah. So, all right, okay. Uh, all right. You're, no, you're not going to be worse than 2-1 to one, even against the super, you know, professional DFS right. guy. I mean, you'd be 2-1 to one in a head-to-head, right? I mean, that's terrible, but still could right. win. You know, it's, 33% is fine. Right, That's what you right. do. Stay home. Pretend you went 6G on the Super Bowl, 3 on the uh, head-to-head DFS. I promise okay. you. You'll have it. And, and then drink a lot. Right. No, yeah. 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 Food will be a lot easier to come by. I actually have a couple people, you know, a couple areas I could go to, to to, you know, have a local party. So food, drink, bathroom easier, all that access. So, yeah, it's, it'll be a lot simpler than dealing with five hours of traffic there and back. And I understand. I get you. Yeah. yeah, you want to hear something funny? By the way, thinking of uh, yes, I do. Instead, uh, okay, so I went to uh, Tim Schuler's wedding. Uh, yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah, okay. cool. all right, so, good so the, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so it was fun, um, and uh, I drank quite a bit because um, it was open bar and it was pretty high end. It was like you know uh, Hendrix martinis and stuff, whatever. You know, just pretty good booze and it was free. Um, so I started drinking. Heather likes it when I get drunk. She doesn't think I get drunk enough these days. So I agree. Okay. All right, so I know I'm soft now, but so here's the, here's an email chain from today. Okay, Shu, I have a ton of Rotoware stuff mailed to me over the last couple of weeks. Shu is our chief operating officer, so he deals with all like the insurance and taxes and all that. You know, he deals with all the finances. Okay, and some reason like my California address gets a lot of mail from government and official stuff. So I said, Shu, I have a ton of Rotoware stuff mailed to me over the last couple of weeks. I didn't want to bother with it during your. I didn't want to bother you with it during your wedding, but I assume you'll want it at some point. You're going to be in the side of town anytime soon. He's down in Laguna. It's like an hour away. He writes, for the steak dinner, yes? And I'm like, oh, right. Perfect. And he writes, we had this exact conversation at the wedding. Ha ha. How many drinks did you have? I said, ha ha. Honestly, I don't remember it at all. I had seven martinis. He's like, holy shit. You were talking about it perfectly coherently. I don't remember having that conversation at all. So apparently I just emailed him about the exact same thing. It happens to the best of us. Yes, yes. So I, I basically, I guess I got blacked out at the wedding. Uh, but it was fun. Yeah, uh, it shows how little you drink. Seven martinis and you're blacked out? Come on. They man. were pretty big pours. And they better, was, yeah, they better be pretty heavy pours. It was funny because seven martinis in like three hours is not a joke, dude, let me say. And secondly, um, there was this Persian wedding going on right you know, next door. And I and you had to like kind of go through that area to get to the bathroom. And I started ordering drinks from... Their open bar just to see if I could. And, of course, I could. They That's didn't funny. Different. I was wearing a suit. You know, they just served me a drink. Right. And then uh, full-on tie, huh? What's that? You were full-on suit and tie. Yeah, I was. I, I thought it was that, but I, I guess it wasn't required. But it's fine. I don't, I don't wear one that often. And then this is the other crazy thing about the wedding. To my right, actually, I was sitting next to Kim, Jeff's wife, and we were talking. And Heather was sitting to my right. And to her right was some woman who wasn't giving her the time of day. 
And Heather's like, she's just really weird. Can we switch seats? I, I, she won't even talk to me. All right, I'll talk to her. And he's, she's like, she won't talk to you. I was like, I bet you'll talk to me. So I was like, hey, what's going on? And whatever. I was blacked out. I mean, almost blacked out. I started talking to her. <laughs> she starts hitting on me aggressively. You know, she's like, where you want to get out of here? Where do you want to go? I'm like, oh, I'm kind of with my wife. And she's like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Well, it's not your wife, to be clear. To whatever. Know. But, you know, that's a simple. It's a simple backfired on Heather there. Oh, that backfired. Right. <laughs> but. But then she just would forget five minutes later. She must have been more wasted than me and would start up again. But if she's hitting on you, then clearly she was wasted. <laughs> Obviously. But this is the – again, a couple times she was, like, holding my hands. It was, like, pretty crazy. So <laughs> then um, – and, and Kim saw – and Kim said to Jeff, she's holding his hand. They're holding hands, right? So, so then um, I, I, like, afterward, like, she took off and I asked, you know, what's the deal with that woman? Like, and he said, I, I vaguely remember. She's a prostitute. That's her profession. Or maybe a retired prostitute or whatever. It was At, at his wedding. I, yes. I, I find that hard to believe. Well, it, I think it was a friend of his wife's who, I don't know, like she used to bartend a long time ago and they were friends, so she got invited. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like an unpleasant thing or I was, you know, uh, you know, in any sort of jeopardy. Or, and I was certainly not going to consider doing anything. Um, and Heather was like also, like, not only do I trust you not to do anything, but if you were going to do it, it wouldn't have been with her. Like, that's basically what she said. So, no, I'm happy for him, though. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. He got married. No, but that's not the important point. The important point is that you, you, you proved her, you proved uh, Heather wrong. I proved Heather wrong. Yeah. yeah. And uh, little did I know what I was getting myself into. Um, so, uh, anyway, so that was that. So, are you feeling the burn this morning, man? So I don't really understand. Like, well, they're calling it a tie or not a tie. Like, I'm very confused about it, the whole thing. So, I mean. It, it, I think she it's won ever flips. so slightly. She won ever so slightly. There were some coin flips that I don't know if that was why she won ever so slightly or that's... Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay, so it would have... Six you know, for maybe, six. She won six for six. On so maybe flip. he would have won had those coins gone three and three or they would have been an exact tie. And then secondly, but that doesn't really matter because it's close enough that it's not going to sway things one way or the other. And then secondly, um, apparently there was some vote count thing that was like disputed and now they're dropping it. And thirdly... You know, that uh, it's likely it's almost certain that he got more votes than she did. It's just, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you could win the popular vote and lose the electoral vote in the general election. Right. It's kind of like that. The way that the that the district set up in Iowa actually favored her quite a bit, Um, just like, you know, electorally, it favors the Republicans a little bit because some of those states it's not, you know, you could win the popular and lose the electoral. It's the same thing. So he he was at least tied, basically. You know, it's that's encouraging because. Basically, the entire media, the, entire, the New York Times, you know, MSNBC, all these hoes, everybody, you know, the, all the establishment, all the money, all the banks and the insurance companies, everybody else wants her to win. And all he's got is the people. Right. And the other crazy thing is there's a bunch of unions that endorsed him and a bunch that endorsed her. But every single one that endorsed her, the endorsement was selected by the union leaders and every single one that endorsed him. It was a rank and file vote. Isn't that pretty crazy? Yeah. Also, isn't Iowa just overrated because it's the first? Like in the well, past, like five winners have been all like non-presidents. Well, no. In the Republican side, it has because there's like super hardcore evangelicals come out. So that's not like a reflective representation of the rest of the Republican Party. But on the Democrat side, all the people who won actually were president. I think it has been okay. All right. Okay. But I, I think it was. Just, it's not really a big deal, like because it's just a few electoral votes. But it was just big in this case, I think, because if he got crushed. 
it would have been like, okay, this is just sort of like a protest candidate. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, it's cool what he wants and all this stuff. I, I, I don't know. New Hampshire's next week, right? Oh, well, he'll crush right? New Hampshire because that's, that's like right next door. Right, right. But then like the real test is going to be the next ones. Sam, I hear you. So, what, what, but honestly, like what, what do you, I mean, I think she's just, she's definitely going to win president. Oh, you do? Yeah. I don't think so. Really? I mean, I, don't, I think she could. I, I don't think it's a done deal. You, why do you think she's definitely going to win? She's definitely going to win. Why do you think that? I think she could lose to Rubio. I think she might lose, actually. I I think... Well, I'm not saying... To be clear, I'm not saying that I want her to. I I just think that I think that that would be the... Would be the... By far, the favorite. By far. I don't don't know, man. Because here's what I'm concerned with, okay? Is if Bernie wins, right? He's like a huge contrast. He can just be like, do you want the guys who are trying to reduce your minimum wage... You know, take away your health care. I mean, it's like what he says is like the Republican platform is just not that popular among most people because most people are having a hard time. And he, and, but if Hillary wins, she's like establishment taking the money too. So it's going to be like the old guard that they hate. And trust me, the Republicans hate Hillary Clinton. Um, and they're going to come out in force against her. And hold on, hold on, hold on. You think Republicans have a better chance against? Yeah, I do. I, I, I think the only – okay, so I think two – That's crazy. How about this? Okay. I think if you did a poll, I think that people think that Hillary has a better chance to win, that she's more electable. And if you did a poll and you said, who would you vote for in the Democrat oh, – just among Democrats, who would you vote for in the Democratic primary if you knew for 100 percent certainty that the Democratic nominee would win the general election? I bet it would be like 60-40 Bernie, right? More. But the only reason that, that they have this myth that's out there that, oh, but he can't win, so you better vote for me because otherwise the big – it's you know the extortion thing I told you about, that if you don't vote for me, you don't even want to see what's going to happen when, right. when they elect a president. I think that's what's actually going on, but it's not true. In fact, the opposite is true because the, cause if you see why Trump's doing well and Bernie's doing well, it's like people hate the establishment. They hate the government. They hate this bullshit. Well, clearly, yeah. I mean, yeah, look at what Trump, yeah, totally. They know we're being sold out. It's not Republican or Democrat. You ask a Republican or a Democrat, they hate the government. We're being sold out. Right. Is Trump even that Republican? Uh, I mean, he's preaching a lot of right-wing stuff, but he's from New York, man. You know, He's, he's not really that Republican. I mean, in, in reality, I don't, he would do whatever. I mean, he's, he's a narcissist, I think. I, I think he would just do whatever, but whatever he had to do to win. But um, And so would Hillary, I think, pretty much. Everyone hates... They know we're getting ripped off. They know these trade deals are screwing us out of jobs. They know that basically we pay double for health care. You know, they know all this stuff. And they hate it. And they don't believe any of these people. They don't believe Hillary. No one trusts her or believes her. And like the, the rich Republican donors, they're not looking out for the rank and file Republican. And both Republicans and Democrats agree on this. I think the thing about Bernie is. You know, they'll call him a socialist. They'll try to, you know, act like he's – but, you know, nobody remembers that crap anymore except old people anyway. You know, nobody's, like, worried about that. And I think that the reality is a lot of people are going to be like, I agree with this. You know, like, I I think – agree with it enough just to kind of stay home. But trust me, if Hillary runs, not a single Republican is going to stay home. Right. Yeah, I mean – They will come out in mass. They hate her. Not only is she against – not only she represent the other party, the enemy party – But she represents the worst of crony capitalism, of pay-to-play, of taking money from all the big special interests. She represents the worst of the worst. All the rank-and-file Republicans that probably are pissed at their own people are going to come out in force. 
against you. Her. Wouldn't bet me if I if I gave you the field versus her though, would well, you? The problem is I don't. I mean, if you gave me the field versus her, the problem is I I don't really want a Republican to win either. So like it puts me in a bad spot, right? Like I'm going to be betting on something I don't want, but sure. I'm not, I'm not saying opinion. I'm just saying just flat out, you know, yeah, just bet. like right and wrong, right? I mean, yeah. it's going to happen. Whether I might, I don't think she's. I, and and you know, the other thing about her is. Maybe this is just some right-wing conspiracy, but maybe it's not. Maybe some bomb gets dropped in her emails. You know, that, like, she sent some crazy shit out there that she really shouldn't have. They're going to try to cover it up for her, but if something comes out, you know, like, that's it. See you later. It's just that so many people have so much money riding on her right now. That's the problem. Everybody yeah, well, you let me know. Can you let me know. I'll, I'll do any, you really any email you want. You think she's better than 50%? I wonder, is there oh, some sort of... sure. I think she's better than 50%. For sure. Well, no, because the Republicans would have at least a 35% chance to win, whoever it is. Uh, okay, okay. Well, then, then, okay, then do it then. <laughs> yeah, I might do it. I'm going to think about it. Can, can you pull up some odds? Can you Google this while we're talking? Okay, I, I, the last I looked, it was, it was, she's, it's pretty, all right, I'll try. By the way, I just, I just don't see, like... The biggest foreign policy disaster in U.S. history is the Iraq War. One person voted for it. One person voted against it. That should just be end of story. Like, you shouldn't – you can make mistakes. Like, let's say you thought, you know, you took Carolina, but Denver actually won. I wouldn't, like, stop respecting How dare you? How dare you? But, like, if you, like, are authorizing the worst mistake in U.S. history, arguably, I mean, that's just not something you should be able to be president after. I'm sorry. It just shouldn't, you know? I don't know. I, I call me old-fashioned, man. I just think like that's not really like your judgment sucks. You're fucking made a huge mistake. The other dude was one of like two guys not to make that mistake. Doesn't mean that's not sufficient to qualify for president, but it's certainly necessary to have made the right call. I think, or to have just not been in the Senate and not made that call. I think if you made the wrong call, like you're toast. I don't. They're not bringing that up enough, in my opinion. Anyway. All right, you got anything else, man? My neighbor, I haven't seen that dude. Luckily for him, that's sort of a dead deal. Your rug, it's healed, right? I see Democrats are minus one fifty, whatever that, whatever that's worth. Democrats, right? So, I mean, that's partly Bernie too. Obviously, yeah. They're minus one fifty, right? So minus one fifty is what? It's 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 three to two, right? And so, Republican plus one twenty five. So it's sixty forty. It's sixty forty. So there's a 60% chance a Democrat wins. So out of that 60%, you know, Bernie would only have to have like a, what, like a 20% of that. You know, I mean, he wouldn't have to have that much to tilt the, the balance. So man up and bet. All right. You want to do 100 bucks? 100 bucks. All right. 100 bucks non-Hillary. Yeah. You got the field. I got Hillary. Right, now I'm going to have to, now I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to campaign on the radio every day now because now I'm going to make it happen for the 100. I got to do my part. I think you have that much clout. I love it. But I, to be clear, I'm not hope. I'm not rooting for her or anything. I'm just, but I do think she's going to win. Well, now you are. Now you got money on it. Trust me, it'll be worse. Mm. Your suffering will be worse if she wins than the hundred bucks. If we bet like a hundred thousand, then it would be like fifty-fifty. Yeah. Well, I, I'm rooting more for the Panthers. I promise you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up on that. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. Maybe maybe in the future we'll talk some more baseball or something. But yeah. Good. Yeah. This yeah, is this, this, this is a Super Bowl. This is a football podcast. Oh, by the way, um, you didn't watch the Pro Bowl, did you? Oh, you want to talk about a degenerate? <laughs> I bet a little bit on Team Rice, and that was pathetic. That was unwatchable. That they didn't even tackle. That was that was just bad, man. That was that was. Did you watch it? No, but I did put a DFS lineup in, and uh, right now <laughs> okay, that's just as bad as me bet on Team Rice. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, but I but it's it was crap. I don't know Beckham going. He didn't do much. So, 
All right, we'll wrap it up on that, on the Pro Bowl. And, uh, yeah, next week maybe we'll transition to a little bit of baseball. Cool. Hopefully with a big profit in both of our pockets. Absolutely. All right. Take it easy, Dalton. All right. Thanks, Liz. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.